Good morning, wonderful listeners. You've tuned into Post Session Podcast, a podcast filled with the stoke of a surf session and the wise guidance of an ocean voyager. Your water-loving hosts are ready to share this infectious state of mind while encouraging and inspiring you for your next adventure. That's right. Hello, Post Session Podcast listeners. Welcome back. Laurel, say something. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Just a warning. It's two o'clock. Laurel has me drinking coffee for the second time today, so I don't know what's going to happen here. I should have cracked the wine. <laughs> <laughs> two o'clock. That's clearly after lunch. Uh, but I'm glad we didn't because our guest today is Maddie Pope, and she showed up with coffee. So, Hey, Maddie. Hello. Hey, Maddie. Thanks for coming out to our um, oh. real freaking awesome <laughs> humble studio. Yes, this is our studio. Enjoy. Thank y'all for having me. You see this stuff in the closet? Don't look at it. Don't look over there. <laughs> Don't look over there. So Maddie Pope is here. Um, actually, I met Maddie a while ago. I don't know how long. They've whatever. My kids they started getting into jujitsu because of my buddy Bruce. You know Bruce Mock, I think. Yeah. Who's the kid? Who's his kid? Or does he not have a kid? Uh, Brusito. and Santiago are his kids. I'm pretty sure you know Bruce because he definitely came back to us saying that you kicked his butt one day. Okay. Yeah. Well, you got you him go. in some kind of ankle lock. He just wouldn't quit crying about it. But anyway. Oh. <laughs> between our friends Bruce and um, and Peter McGuire, they keep talking about jujitsu. So we threw our kids in thinking it would be good. And Maddie happened to be... Uh, the instructor, along with a guy named Tarzan, mm-hmm. Mr. You, Tarzan. So Tarzan is your co-teacher? Yeah. Okay. He used to have long, dark hair down to like the bottom of his shoulders, and he looked exactly like Tarzan. Doesn't make sense now because he shaved it all off. But <laughs> I love it, though, Mr. Tarzan. It stuck. Hey, yeah. people the- say Tyler now, and I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure the kids love that. I'm, the kids love it, mm-hmm. yeah. So she is a jujitsu instructor. She's a jujitsu instructor. I mean, she's a lot of things, but um, she's a black belt jujitsu. Uh, yeah, and small of stature. No offense, Maddie. Oh, but you're not like make a, up for it. you're not like a huge dude or anything. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I was really, really interested because you know we're athletes, Laurel. Yeah, and um, I read that uh, that. You know, about what you're studying or what you did study. I'm not sure where we are in that process. The exercise science, the psychology. And I tell you what, the the sport that I'm involved in is hugely mental. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all mental. And I've always thought when the kids left home, I would go back to school and, and, and just learn about sports psychology. And anyway... Hmm. Then I thought, well, Maddie might be a girl after my own heart. Yeah. And yeah. maybe she could kind of mentor you. Yeah. No. <laughs> or, no about that. And if I make her mad, she can reach into my chest and literally rip my heart out. Oh, yeah. goodness. <laughs> so I want to talk about all those things. I want to talk about jujitsu. I want to talk about jujitsu as a lifestyle. I want to talk about um, your journey with it. I want to talk about the things that interest you, the the things you're studying, um, all that what stuff. What drives her to like want to kick butt? Yeah. Mm. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Just being around her makes some, me want to kick butt. She might have some skeletons in the closet. Oh. She might not want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, well, rat, we'll rattle the skeleton a little bit. <laughs> Doesn't have to come completely out of the closet. Let's, uh, 
Let's go. Let's start. So, you know, we start the whole session with our post-session notes because we're water people. We like to be in the water. I don't know if you are, but we're going to come up with something for our post-session notes. Do you surf or free dive or swim or do anything in the All water? All right. I used to say I was a surfer, but I wouldn't give myself that title anymore. Oh. I think the ocean just chews me up and spits me right out every time I try to surf. So, you know, maybe I'll still hold the title of surfer, whether if you see me in the water, just look away and I'll be a surfer. So, no one a surfer, know. always no one a know. surfer. Yeah. Yeah. Do I like to get out there and sit on my board and maybe ride a couple in on my belly and stand up every now and then? Yeah. But right. does it make me a surfer? Mm. If you lived a little <laughs> closer to the water, it'd be on, right? Yeah, there you go. I could practice more. Then okay. I'm a surfer by her standard. I'm <laughs> exactly. a surfer too. Yeah. Well, I'll say... Um, what have you been doing, Laurel? Laurel, I haven't talked to you or seen you or anything. Well, I was out of town for a yeah, week. Yeah, out of town. And, you know, busy. But... uh Post-session note would be there's a swell in town. There was a couple of systems, a little hurricane action. and uh, Oh, yeah, there was. Yeah, and yeah. I got to catch some hurricane swell up in Rockaway, New York. I was in you Queens, went to Rockaway, yo. New York. Girl, we've got to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are way behind. I was at the Women's Surf Film Festival with Waxuahini, Ash. How'd it go? It was pretty awesome. People laughed. They thought we were funny. Did they show it this? They showed it this time. They, yeah, they showed it actually <laughs> twice by accident the second night. So oh, we got a double fortuitous showing. accident. We yeah. wrote a little screenplay. Oh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And then I will we have to see this before the day is over. Maybe, Maddie. Okay, <laughs> let's not jump the gun here. <laughs> So, um, but so I caught some swell there. What's really neat about Rockaway is it's city vibe. You, you kind of step back into 80s, 90s feeling. It's a little grit of the really? city. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're badass. They're kind of badass there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, surfers. And so one thing that's cool is they, since Sandy, they built a beautiful boardwalk that's concrete and it's huge, plenty of room for walkers, bikers, skaters, whatever. And uh, you don't have to have a car in Rockaway, New York to surf. Pretty much if you're there or even if you're in the city, you take a subway in or a ferry and you can just walk out to the beach. It's only a couple of blocks away no matter where you are. Is Rockaway the beach for the city folk? Yes, ma'am. That's the spot. Then. That's the spot. And they have jetties. At, at almost every block has a, a short jetty. So the waves are coming in rights and lefts, and it breaks up that um, closeout wave that we get here because we don't have any protection. So, yeah. Sounds like a life there. It's it illegal. Was pretty cool. Jetties are illegal now. I, I was a little homesick while I was there, but but then the, the nice people that kind of showed me around and let me borrow a bike and let me borrow a board, and suddenly I felt... I told uh, Liz, who hooked me up down there with a place to stay, et cetera, that to surf Rockaway was to love Rockaway. Aww. <laughs> That's what you said? Yeah. It sounds cliche, even though well, you just came up with that. I write my own cliche. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're up, Ashley. Yeah. I don't know. I've been teaching nonstop. Yeah. So busy. We had a lot of private classes this mm. this um That's because you're such a high echelon athlete uh, that yeah. she does private 
coaching. Well, let me tell you something. Elite coaching. We did. We did. So we did a regular class. And then last week we did um, some military dudes. And we we do a lot of military dudes. But these were like high functioning military dudes. And let me tell you, there is just something that is um, just such a relief. I mean, I love teaching everybody. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Uh, but but just when you she have right these, at me. when you have these characters <laughs> that are primed for for learning and for engagement Discipline. and they're athletic and they're disciplined and so they can they have a lot of body awareness it just makes it so I was surprised at how easy my job was I thought good lord I can't believe they paid me to do that and do anything they're following <laughs> directions totally and then uh, listening to you. Yeah, they're listening. Exactly. <laughs> That's all it freaking takes. Maddie, at the beginning of my classes, this is what I tell people. I said, really, all you got to do is listen. Okay, I tell them my hey. whole story. It's that easy. It's that easy. Yeah. So then we got, I did a family this past weekend. That was kind of cute. It was oh. mommy, daddy, little boy, little girl. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to the Caymans next week. Ooh, for yeah. a class? Yeah, just like a one-person class, which is awesome because... Um, uh, You're like we just famous. get to play. I was about to <laughs> say that sounds like the life right there. Uh-huh. It's busy, but it's not. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not going to complain about a it. Private lesson in the Caymans, right? Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. they're all. But I'm bringing the Is whole this family. The mafia. <laughs> you know that's the thing. You don't ask questions, no. and when you get there, you find out. Yeah, there you, you go. find out. So that's uh, that's what I've been up to. There's a bank account in the Caymans. <laughs> That's where you're getting paid. All the bank accounts are there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, based off of our post-session notes, you got any? <laughs> oh, goodness. She's been mm. on the mats. Yeah. 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 That's about all I have time for. I'm growing a new position that I have, working with a nonprofit. I know you told me it's supposed to be ocean-themed, but no, like I said, I have time for no. nothing else. Come on, come on. Um, it can be a post-session mat. Uh, yeah, what's no. your last rendezvous with the mat? Other than teaching, you been uh, doing any competitions, doing anything? <laughs> I've been getting my butt kicked a lot, dude. Oh. I have, um, so I got my black belt, over a month ago now, and I think I tore one of my ribs off my sternum. Mm. So I've just been figuring out how to, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. It's not like you can put a cast around your chest. Like, Mm -mm. so just figuring out how to navigate that and how to survive on my back. It's just like, and that's all jujitsu is. It's just new problems and new things to learn all the time as you go about it. And I think that's what makes me like it so much. So it's just like, I feel like I'm starting over with something new again and it feels good. Like it's frustrating, but it feels good. And I'm getting my butt kicked a lot. And it's a challenge. It's a new learning thing for me. But did when you got your black belt, did that does that put you in another I mean, are you training with new people now new that echelon. you weren't training with before? Or um, We all still train together. I think, especially at our gym, it's such a family type of vibe that, I mean, I'll still roll with someone who comes in and it's their first day on the mat. I don't think it changes. Um, <clears throat> I definitely want to compete, but having a baby, it's kind of hard, especially, I mean, there's only, what, 200 female black belts in the world. 
And wow. is that ser- are you serious? Wow. I looked it up. I'm gonna or, fact okay. check that. I didn't look it up. My dad looked it up. So if that's wrong, <laughs> it's on my dad. Two hundred in the world. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. you're up you, there. And yeah. did you hear how she spun that injury? No, she spun it as it's a new challenge, and I'm enjoying figuring out a new way <laughs> to participate in the sport with this injury, and she's well, enjoying it. She didn't that's get why, to where she is by right. being a a wuss. Yeah, and I suppose. Yeah, or 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 not uh, a embracing a challenge. <laughs> that's right. Well, doing a lifelong sport. I mean, if you don't have those challenges and those new things and those specifics that you're working on, I mean. It would just be boring. Get real like, stale. It yeah. would get be one of those things like, okay, I already have my black belt. I'm not going to get any belts anymore. Like, why would I keep going in there and training? Because like, there's s- not something for me to learn. Isn't so. there one? Isn't there another one? So technically, a there's red? a coral belt. Oh, coral belt. Yeah. But after black belt, it's not based on skill technically at that point it's just based on years so like oh. in two years i'll get my professor bars and then every two years after that i'll get a stripe uh, and then so how many does it take to get to the coral because i know a coral belt is you have to make a contribution to society mm. so it's not based you'll get you could have 40 stripes on your black belt but if you don't make a contribution to society through jujitsu you will never get your coral belt you're That's doing that. That's beautiful. Well, you've got a, an outlet anyway. Well, you know what? We're getting ahead of ourselves. Slow it down. <laughs> We're talking about a lot slow of things it down, here. Ash. Let's slow it down. <laughs> and let's, uh, you know what? Let's go to the injustice of the week and mm-hmm. then let's circle back and dig in. Well, uh, I think this might have something to do with it anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's your injustice of the week? You brought one. I know you did because you already the told injustice. me. I did. I did bring one. A and good it's one. A little dark, but it kind of relates to what I'm working on and this lifelong sport that I've kind of gotten myself intertwined with. But there's a lot going around about the runner, Eliza Fletcher, who was literally just out for her normal 10-mile jog. Mm. on September 2nd and she never showed up home and her husband called the police and she was found dead behind an abandoned building. So Mm. it's just, and looking at this more broadly, just the targeting of females by predators these days, like the, the numbers are just insane. And I'm intimately involved with combating human trafficking from an outside standpoint and just seeing the numbers of just predators who are targeting females, which in 148 countries are the number one targets of predators, just insane. Like women are being targeted and preyed upon right now. So in every way, not even just human trafficking, like violence violence in general well i mean i I wonder if that's also connected to the rise of crime and the lack of maybe um holding people you know there's a lot of people that aren't you know they they're getting arrested but they're not staying in jail or they're it's a lot of catch and release catch and release you know was this eliza person was who was the person? Was it a repeat so, offender? Yes, it's good that you said that. Actually, in 2020, he got out of jail from his 20-year sentence. In the 2000s, he was charged with kidnapping. And not only two years later, he kidnaps Eliza, which if you read the reports of it, she 
apparently wasn't killed right away. Like, she was seen on video getting pulled into a black SUV. They kidnapped her. and Were then, they waiting for her? I'm and not sure. Was he um, acting alone? I think there was... I've read multiple things. Only one name has been released, mm-hmm. but it said that they saw two people in the black SUV, I think. So, but... Mm. Where was this? Oh, goodness. I don't know. Like California? I'm not very sure. I'm I not think sure. It was the, I don't remember. You remember, Laura? I want to say it was New England somewhere, like New York, or I, I could be wrong. I'm not even going to say well, that. I don't I'm, know. I'm curious because I tell you, I, I run by myself mm-hmm. most of the time. And I think about those things. You know, I'm, I, I've got the... Um, the conductive headset so that I can still hear everything. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pretty aware. I feel fairly safe where where we are. I feel like I'm probably most likely Dayton. to be hit by a car. Dayton. Ohio. Mm-hmm. And, but then I think, what would I do? Especially when I'm tired. I may not be able to outrun or outfight anybody. Um, wait, so I don't know wait, what I'd do. Nope. Uh, I'm sorry. But Nashville. Nashville. Memphis Police Department. Her husband called the Memphis Police Department. Wow. What? Um, I don't know why Dayton was. Maybe that was just where that article was. Yeah, right. Coming out of Dayton. Mm-hmm. Where do you, why do you, like, being involved in the human, human trafficking thing, do you think that was why she was kidnapped or what the kind of, no, like, why is she think, being targeted? Just a runner. So, my opinion. Yeah. I think. Two young sons. She got caught in a routine mm-hmm. and. Which one thing that we teach is if you're in a routine, you have to break that routine up with other, we call them pattern of life stops. And I think that when you get in routine, things just, you just get used to it. That I mean, that's why it's a routine. And I think it was just her normal run. And a lot of crimes happen way before the initial contact happens. So I think she was being watched. Because it was in her neighborhood, I'm pretty sure. Like, mm-hmm. in a house that was just abandoned. So I think that they were watching her, and they were just waiting for the right time to do it. And that's the saddest part about it, because if she would have... No way is it her fault. But a lot of things where if you're more mindful, it never has to get to the physical part of the attack. And... That's what we teach. Like 99% of altercations and instances can be stopped by knowing certain cues. And nobody knows them, right? Unless you're immersed in it like I am or you go through a course or you go it like you don't know what to look for. Mm -hmm. And like you can't fault her. Like she had her normal routine. She wasn't in a bad area. She was out for one. You should be able to go out for a run and not have to be scared. Like I just think that. There were a lot of missed cues inside of her routine. Or, and what you were saying about, what did you call it? Stop? Pattern of life stops. Pattern of life stops. So I don't... Tell us what that is. Yeah. So we created a course. So I started training special forces six years ago. Um, I'm the youngest female to ever train special forces. And we created a course where... They're called LVCA course, Low Visibility Combat Application Courses. And basically what it teaches is how to move about overseas and in their day-to-day routine where 
you can up your probability of detecting someone noticing or following you. Hmm. So that being said, we add pattern of life stops. Like for me, okay, okay, I can go get a coffee. Mm -hmm. Inside of that, if I see a car, that makes me think of something. Okay, I've seen them before. No. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm driving around and I make a turn and they follow me. Okay, another pattern of life stop. I can go get my nails done. I see that car again. Okay, now red flags are coming up. Like this person is definitely tailing me. This person's definitely following me. And then there's other things like stair stepping and channeling what you can do in a car or on foot where, okay, if you make three turns and that person is still behind you, you're being followed. Mm-hmm. And red flags should come up. That's stair stepping. Channeling is like... I-40 is a good way to do that. They have to stay behind me at a certain distance because there's so many exits to get off. Mm -hmm. So I'm channeling them at that point. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, these things are... Being able to recognize someone pursuing you Mm -hmm. in advance of physical anything, contact. So I'm thinking, how do you do that when you're a runner and you're on foot and... Um... So it's the same as it would be in a car. Like, mm-hmm. turn, turn, turn. One, me, if I was a runner, I would not run the same path every single day. Mm-hmm. Different Which paths. Really, yeah. Different Which times. Ashley already <laughs> confessed to her normal routine. <laughs> yeah, but I do. Switch it up a little. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll run it backwards because I found that I'm more engaged in the run if I change the route uh, just a little bit. I'm the same. Mm-hmm. It gets it gets too mundane if it's yeah. but um yeah we teach this actually the first class that we did it we get we were given four hours for two days to sell this to the United States government and we were in a mall and it was on foot we didn't have time to get out in cars we didn't have time like we had to not only teach them all that we were the, a lot that I just said but we also had to do it and mm-hmm. sell the course so we were in a mall. Like Mm -hmm. we were outside of a mall and it was just like, okay, how can you stair step? How can you channel? How can you make pattern of life stops? Like, okay, would it look weird if we were teaching it to the military? A military man is not going to go into Victoria's Secret. Like Mm -hmm. that wouldn't be their pattern of life stop unless they had a ring on their finger. Mm -hmm. So it's just finding these pattern of life stops that are normal to you because not so much here, but overseas, if they notice that you notice them following you, they're more likely to hurry up and wrap you up mm-hmm. instead of backing off. Right. So it's also not only what we were teaching to the military, like you need to notice it, but you need to also f- understand how to get away mm-hmm. without making it super obvious. You're not. Right. Or being like. Turn- <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. then then they're going to race in. Mm-hmm. Whereas here. Or, or the you're going to have your eight, their A team, their. Yeah. Advanced team on you right this is overseas and we are talking about military military right Mm -hmm. whereas here once you've eyeballed them or they feel like that they've been seen they're probably going to move to another target and yes yes you definitely i mean and that's you're being preyed upon they want to look for the weakest prey so to say in their eyes right um easy target mm -hmm. an easy target to go against and also it's easy here too like if I feel like someone's following me I'll immediately call 911 like I don't feel safe right now mm-hmm. or I'll pull into a fire department or a police department or whatever so it's easier here to do these things to get away right than in a foreign and country. that's their job like if it's nothing then it's nothing but you had someone there to 
protect you if it was. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because they're less likely to attack you if there's somebody else. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I think that was a great point that that our listeners, if you're a female especially, take note of. Don't feel bad to ask or look for help. Mm-hmm. Because... Who the frick cares if you pulled into the fire station and nobody was there, but you, you know, you pulled in or a police, you called the police, whatever it is. I mean, obviously, if you did it every day, they're going to think you're crazy. But, you know, how many times in your life is that do you get that pit in your stomach Mm -hmm. that something's not right? Maybe you've practiced a couple of steps of just being aware. And so you took a couple of turns. They're still there. I've done that coming into my neighborhood. And I thought, I'm not going to my house. Yep. I'm going to pull in at a neighbor's house Mm -hmm. and see where you go. Or I (laughs) I was at home alone. Ren was traveling a bunch. And it was the kids and me. So I always have, I'm always thinking of this plan. Like, okay, if I heard something, first of all, June's going to go nuts. That's our dog. So I've got a little warning. I'll grab the kids. You know, we've, we've got, we have guns in the house. So how... How fast could I get to that? Where would I hide that? I'd just go through this whole scenario. And then one night, uh, one of the outside lights came on. Mm. And I thought, oh, it's going down. Because oh, I'm always secretly waiting for something to go <laughs> that down. That mama bear comes yeah, out. Yeah, it's the mama bear, right? Mm-hmm. And I had no shame. I called my neighbor and I said, can you look outside? Because I'm a little bit afraid mm-hmm. to look outside and alert anybody that I'm aware that they're there. Can you look outside? And he got out of his house and did a circle around, and everything was fine. What time so, was that at? Like, what, it did was you like wake eleven p.m. Oh, okay, it was like eleven p.m. But I didn't care. And it's that easy, and it gave you peace of mind, and yeah. nobody's uh-huh. gonna care. Nobody's, nobody's gonna, gonna care. care. Yeah. I would do it for somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, a million was, percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> a million. No percent. questions asked. That's, That's right. a lot of percent. <laughs> I love that. I love all that. I was like learning. I was getting free advice right there. <laughs> and you know what I just realized? I think I'm a fake it till you make it kind of person. Because I think that somebody That's could... That's a good instinct. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think someone could definitely overpower me. But I think if I'm just like have a big presence and I'm kind of loud, and have I'm a not a target. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. They're, not, they're looking for somebody distracted and quiet maybe. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know what they're looking for. Um, uh, wow, yeah. that was an intense injustice, but I think it leads us that right into the next um, dive deeper because, um, and maybe it's tied to, I would love to know what got you involved with the human trafficking. And, yeah, let's start there. That's not yeah. where I wanted to start, but I think that's the most obvious segue. Okay. Yeah. So actually, this is kind of a new endeavor I'm on. I was a been a stay-at-home mom for the last little over a year and this company came to us. They're called Unseen. It's a nonprofit, and they work to combat human trafficking. Um, they hired my dad to do investigative work more from like the inside but they didn't want to just focus on that. They wanted to like how can we stop people from being trafficked? Mm-hmm. Like how can mm-hmm. we stop it before it even happens? And they found me and They hired me to create these courses, and it's free. We got yep. We got private funding by angels, like absolute angels that were able to do this at no charge of anyone. So that is so. So this is something a course that 
people that they are already helping or how are we getting it to someone who might be at risk? Yeah. Oh, I'm marketing it. Like I'm marketing it. I'm teaching it. I'm creating it. Like I'm filling classes as we speak. I've reached out to so many people. I got in with the Women's Commission of New Hanover County and got some contacts with them. I've got in with the Girl Scouts. I'm kind of like sticking my nose in everywhere I can to whoever will take me. And Uh. if they tell me no, then they tell me no. And I'm also have a conference with the executive director of a safe place. I was going to ask which is you actually you, they've uh, already been trafficked. I was mm-hmm. wondering if this would be a good. Oh, well, I definitely. Yeah. That's what I was confused about. Who who are you talking to? People that are dealing with people that have been trafficked, people that have been trafficked, because the people that are going to be trafficked probably are completely unaware of. Mm-hmm. So well, that's why Girl Scouts would be so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like get them on his age. Yeah, before trained. they're. But you know, it just seems like the. People that are trafficked are high risk, and, and I don't want to categorize and, and make a big generalization, but I think, for instance, a child like Ani is very low risk for being trafficked mm-hmm. because she's involved and her family's involved. Yes. Are kids that are at risk for being trafficked in Girl Scouts, you know? Probably not. So maybe in the so, school system would be a better. Yeah. No, it's more for their leaders than anything. Uh, oh. That's who I'm trying to go out to because they're moving around with so many kids that Mm -hmm. I'm not their age I'm not I can't speak on what age the Girl Scouts go up to I'm not very sure but Mm -hmm. a lot of the younger kids they're not going to be left alone Mm -hmm. so they don't need I don't I don't need to focus on them Mm -mm. it's like the age that I'm focusing on is the 13 to Mm -hmm. whatever yeah right like when their parents are leaving them at the movie theater Mm -hmm. oh my god or their parents mm. are leaving them at the mall, right? It's too easy. These instances are way too easy. And that's why I'm not, for the Girl Scouts, I wasn't necessarily focusing on the kids. I'm focusing on the leaders. Like, you're moving around with a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's too easy for to them lose to track lo- of one right. or for one to wander off mm-hmm. or whatever scenario. Like, what so you're you're trying to prevent them from being kidnapped mm-hmm. yeah the your your courses are designed around developing self-awareness and the skills needed to keep people I think, safe what yes. about um i mean i would like to get you at our church to oh absolutely the, the young young persons group or whatever because i'm sure even though it's uh boys and girls i mean they could both be trafficked. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm not taking away from the fact that boys yeah. can be trafficked too. Yeah. They definitely are trafficked, um, especially in other countries as right. just forced labor. Like it's oh, right. for a different, completely different sense. And that's what people don't realize. Like human trafficking isn't just sexual exploitation. Like there's a lot that goes into it. Like people being forced to labor. work and um, even forced marriages. Like that mm. are in other countries so it's not just sexual exploitation so guys and boys are definitely targeted too and Mm -hmm. at risk um it's just getting into the churches i mean it's a dark topic and it's an ugly topic and it's nasty to think about and uncomfortable to think about i mean i i like i said i'm intimately involved in it and i find myself feeling that and it's just it's harder i mean even now, like it's hard to get your nose in certain places when you're dealing with such an ugly topic, even though you're doing good for it. 
No, the church is the perfect place to get him uh-huh. to get in. Well, and it's, I, I would say to Ashley or even any other parent that has a child that you might be low risk, but it isn't no risk. No, it's oh, no, not especially no not around here. Like Wilmington. Tell is, us about Wilmington. Okay. Uh, Wilmington is the top four city in North Carolina and North Carolina is in the top 10. I don't remember the exact numbers in the top 10 states in the U S for human trafficking. And that's mostly because you have Charlotte, which Mm -hmm. is a hub and then you have Atlanta and Washington DC. And we're kind of the port city that connects them all because we have I 95, I 40. So WPD has been reporting, like Market Street, mm-hmm. goodness, all the hotels on Market Street, like so many cases and incidents are coming out related to human trafficking up and down Market Street, like in so those hotels. I guess is my, my question is, so they may be running through here, but are they being groomed here and taken so, here? Yes. Okay. Yes. And wow. what's scary is the fact that once they hit the water, your chances of getting saved are so slim. Like, you can be anywhere. And the fact that, like I said, you're connected to I-40 and I-95, like... You're gone. Yeah, you're gone. Once you cross a state line... You're gone. I I worked with kids in mental health, and I had two kids. Two. In in one (gasps) six-month period. That one is crazy. Yeah, That got... uh, They connected in a chat group, and somehow he found her there. And in a chat group talk to you know like she wanted she probably wanted to die at this point you know she was just super upset and depressed and this person was telling her how wonderful life could be somewhere else and she ended up giving his her address and mm. he came with a car that was rigged that once she was in it he grabbed her right off the road she took a walk grabbed her right off the road she couldn't escape she hit one star when he went to um get gas or something. He was out of the car. She hit one star. It saved her life. They were tracking her phone. They said she was not 10 miles from a state line that once she had gotten that far that they said the chances of them getting, but he had already, he had already taken her to a motel and raped her. So that was. But she was saved. I mean, tell us the. Yeah, she was. She was. um, Like they tracked her down. They tracked her down from the one star. Unfortunately, that is not the norm. Like. Right. And that's what we tell people. You're you are your last line of defense. Mm. If even if I was able to get my phone out and call 911 when I'm getting kidnapped or attacked and you get put in that car after that. It is so hard, especially, like I said, being by the water mm-hmm. to find them. Like, that is not the norm, what happened to that girl. And that is definitely a blessing that she was. Mm-hmm. No, that's not. That's that's miraculous yeah. that she was found. I have a question because all this sounds so scary and it's happening right here and, and all of this. But w- and maybe you know this too, Laurel. Is this mostly people being kidnapped, or is this mostly uh, kids that are already a little bit estranged that are wandering into the wrong hands of their own kind of volition? I think it can happen in any way, and I'm not exactly sure, but based off of reports, it's been seen from like a romantic standpoint, yep. like someone 
with empty promises or come with me and you'll get this and this mm-hmm. life will be better. That's what they're seeing a lot here in yeah. Wilmington. Which which means that they're already kind of depressed or they already have had like a tragedy or something has happened that makes them more vulnerable. Neglected. But <clears throat> I mean I think of like how many eighteen year olds are downtown or twenty one year olds that are downtown and myself when I was 21. I mean, mm-hmm. what if, I, you know. Target, city. I, I yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just lucky and blessed that I didn't yeah. get yeah, but you probably, thrown into a van. You probably ran with a crew. I mean, I always yeah. had people. Well, There's always a bunch of cackling. But, you know, you, know, you never know that one girl that got in the wrong Uber car, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like, but, okay. So, so it's less just snatching kids out of their yards. Which is yes, my, yes, at this yes, point, my yes, fear. Less yeah. of, yes, less of that. Although that happens too. I well, mean, remember that kid? Yeah. From the, that went to the Catholic school downtown that she got snatched playing in her front in yard. In her front they yard. Would, oh they must have ridden by and he was a predator and he's seen that they're young, a young girl and then saw an opportunity and or waited for an opportunity, mm-hmm. most likely. At the end of this, I just want Maddie to teach us how to rip the testicles off of one of these predators. Yeah. That's all we really need hey, to know. I can. We can go there. We can definitely well, go there. Well, we must. We must. All right. Um, but first, tell me the name one more time of of that nonprofit. Because I, I, I'm, you know putting together some resources so when this thing launches, you know, we can drive Unseen. people there. Unseen. Unseen. Yes. And they gave us a project. It's called Lightning Strike. That's mm-hmm. our project. That's a cool, cool name. Yeah. Right. Hello. Uh, Motivating. The power within. That's Was cool. your dad SF? Uh, he was a cop, but he's been training top tier military since early 2000s. I love top tier military. Right. What's S- SF? Special forces. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, and where where's your dad? Is he local? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay, that's right. He moved yes. here. That's cool. They followed me. <laughs> yeah. Where well, they you must. From? You've got the bait. You've uh, got the child. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right outside of Raleigh, it's called Garner. Oh yeah. So okay. Raleigh. Yeah. I just okay. say Raleigh. Don't act like we don't know what Garner is, Maddie. <laughs> Everybody knows what Garner is. <laughs> okay. Um, I was gonna say also. Oh yeah. And then we can move on, okay, because I'm getting a little depressed. Um, <laughs> I just worked with a guy a couple of weekends ago who came into our class, and he's a pastor. No, he's a he's a mission worker, mm-hmm. right? So he worked a ton in Haiti for years and years and years, mm-hmm. and then Marseille, France, and then uh, somewhere else crazy. But anyway, in Haiti, he worked directly with an orphanage. Um, his job there was to, to help get this orphanage shut down because it was a hotbed of human human trafficking (gasps) oh god that just gave me chills yeah so he's like um scarred from it you know i want to have him on our podcast actually he's scarred from it and he was part of his journey into free diving is to try to just um find some anxiety control you know try to get some healing and control over those the ptsd basically that he's suffering from Mm. But anyway, that's the good work, right? Yeah. They shut it down. Well, I want to I wanna hear. There's a special good. place in yeah. H-E double hockey sticks for people who mess with kids. Mm. So, of course. Just, of course. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what got you into jujitsu? I don't think I was ever not in it. People ask <laughs> me that, and there was never a time I remembered it not doing it. So I your mean, dad did it? Yes. My oh, okay. dad has been doing it since he was 19. Okay. He started off with Muay Thai and did some professional Muay Thai fights and said he was never going to put on the weird pajamas of <laughs> jiu-jitsu and uh-huh. got put on his back and couldn't get up. And from there on, he's been training. And they had me when he was 26 and he was still a blue belt at the time, maybe, like new into it. And he said he started me off like with reaction things, like uh, two-hand claps, like when I was just like a baby baby, like two-hand claps and then throwing a ball at me and getting reaction time better. And, I mean, there's never a time that I don't remember not being in a fight gym. Like I grew up with like big old mean fight men and like (laughs) uh, in a fight gym, watch people getting – Knocked beat out. up and knocked out and bloodied and all that. So I don't, I don't ever remember a time where I wasn't involved. involved in it. Is your mom into it? Oh, no. My <laughs> mom is a scientist and she's all about like germs and can't stand people being on her and sweat. Uh, and yeah. she just can't get by that. And that lady, her ability to go to like psycho mode is there and she'll start like grabbing skin and losing it on people so no she's a mother no (laughs) um i i'm interested in the fact that you started so young because it takes a lot of perseverance to maintain you know that kind of commitment year after year for your entire life so do you take sabbaticals from it so yes i don't think i wouldn't necessarily or not even necessarily, I would not say that I've been doing it for that long. I stopped and I played soccer for a while and I got... Soccer. Yeah. I got really big into club soccer and kind of worked my way up through the ranks of there and got to the top and I was just like, kind of bored (laughs) and stopped. And when I was... I mean, I always trained. Like me and my dad would always go over stuff and do self-defense stuff, but not to the extent where I'm like in the gym all the time. Mm-hmm. And I got back to that when I was like 15. Okay. Wow. That was right. young still. So you took off, you took off a part of your childhood, <laughs> <laughs> got back into it at 15. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then since you were 15, you've been going. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's still a long time. I mean, most people would say that's your whole, that's your a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My whole... High school, young, teenage years, early 20s, like... So tell me something you can do. Like, say there's a big guy. Like, can you lay somebody out just, like, like Spock? Mm, no, <laughs> no. And that's what that's what I like about this. It's, it's, it's So the man who brought jiu-jitsu to the United States, his name is Elio Gracie. Mm-hmm. And his son, Hoist Gracie, is who taught my dad. So... Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Elio was small, like he was older and when he got older, he was sickly and he was tiny and he told him, he said, I may not be able to submit you and be you, but I will survive. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like, I'm not going to fight a man like I'm a big old man. Right. I can outsmart them. I can be sneaky about it. I can do other things. But if I just draw my line in the sand, I'm going to get thrown on my head, Mm -hmm. even however long I've been training. And I'm I'm aware of that. Like, there's other ways that you have to go about things. Like, 
Right. As a smaller person, you're going to have to you're going to have to be smart. Or as a female, you're always going to be outmassed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Especially in a sport like that where guys tend to be a little bit bigger. Well, yeah. Even and if even it's if, a predator. Well, even if they're my same size, like guys have more muscle tone. They're built yeah. different. Like, they're built different. So it's just <laughs> never the same. It's a big <laughs> mental game, it seems like. I don't know much about jujitsu other than watching when I'm not drinking beer with my friends and uh, and then reading the Hicks and Gracie book, you know, uh, I don't know much about it. But when I look at it and, and then when I see what you've done with it, I think this has got to be a huge mental game. Um, you know, the ability to withstand discomfort the longest and there has to be hugely technique based because otherwise you would lose all the time. Absolutely. Um Say what you just said to me. I had a thought and it was so good. And then I <laughs> well, I was got just, caught up in it. I'm so sorry. No, no, oh, no, don't. I, I always draw these parallels to the things that I'm familiar with because otherwise, you know, what basis do I have to talk about them? And in, in free diving, for instance, it's all mental. Okay. It's all mental. And so it, it's just about similarly, I Taming think. Taming the mind. Yeah. And, and sustaining through extreme discomfort mm-hmm. and, then, and then just deciding not to give in. Basically, it's, it's that simple. People are like, yeah. how do you hold your breath so long? I'm like, well, I just don't come up for air. That's yeah. it. And um, and one thing that also seems like a parallel is uh, technique. Because if it was a strength-based, everybody that I teach almost would be able to dive deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when we're teaching military guys and this kind of thing. But they cannot because it's mentality and technique. And I'm assuming this is the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Like, And that's why I like this so much because... I mean, when I first started, I had a, um, I couldn't stand pressure on my head. Like any time I felt like stuff, like pressure around the upper part of my body, I would freak out. Like, like if someone's squeezing your skull? Or mm. even just like, no, like, okay, say side control where they're on the side of your body and they have a hand under your head and they're just applying pressure. Like I would lose it and nothing necessarily is happening to you there. Like, okay, I feel pressure. And it was just more of like a claustrophobic thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like jujitsu so much is because it puts you in horrifying places where you have to sit back and it's like, can I breathe? Yes. Is something getting broken? No. Okay, then this really isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I am hyper uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. but this really isn't awful. And that's why I think everyone should train jujitsu. Like, I... I'm super OCD and I have been my entire life where it's to the point if I don't do something, I feel like something's going to happen in return of it. Mm-hmm. And Oh, no, like an actual OCD. No, like like when I was younger, I had to like jiggle a handle a certain amount of times before I could go to bed and I had to get up three. It was like threes, like threes mm-hmm. are my whole number. And um, it kind of like and I know that sounds so cliche to relate it, but it just kind of you realize like when you're training, this really isn't that bad. And it helps you work through things that are super uncomfortable there. So then it makes it easier to do it somewhere else, somewhere else. Because I mean, someone who's never trained before, it's horrifying, especially being a female and you have a huge man on top of you trying to choke you. Like that's horrifying. (laughs) That sounds terrible. (laughs) So it just kind of puts like a lot of other things into perspective. Like this is hard and it sucks, but I'm doing it. And I survived. Like, I survived the encounter of that person. 
like mm-hmm. on the mat in a controlled setting, obviously. Right. But it can help you because there's a lot of things in life that your everyday life that's not jujitsu that are going to be uncomfortable. And I think a lot of especially today and or the generation that's maybe in their 15 to 25 being uncomfortable is unusual for them. Oh, yeah. And so being able to experience some uncomfortability that's in a controlled environment can help them maybe later. Learn how to work through some other problems. Yes. You know what? Uh, I tell my students sometimes when they're doing breath holds and things, one of the things that I'll talk to them while they're in it, uh, I'll say to them, it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay that this might... um, hurt a little bit yeah it's it's not going to kill you if it's not going to kill you everything's going to be all right you're safe it's just going to suck that's it man i think there's some cross training (laughs) potential here when i watch you guys on the mat i tell ren um that i think i would like to do jujitsu oh you should i you know i should but uh but then I kind of feel like I'd be starting so far at the bottom. She likes to succeed. Like whatever she does, she wants to get to the top. Like I said. <laughs> that road is too long, girl. <laughs> it is a lifelong sport. We have a man in there who's 65 and he just got his blue belt and he is holding his own now. Like when he came in, he could barely like his mobility was just not there. Mm-hmm. at all like on its back and like even standing like standing for him was hard and now he's like rolling around with the big muscle heads and it's like what? throw me and all this stuff and he is awesome and it's such an inspiration because like no matter what age you are it, it, jiu-jitsu is a small person's game like you are learning techniques to survive against someone who's bigger than you bigger than you physically more fit than you or just honestly better than you at jujitsu like yeah. you're learning how to Survive. deal with that so but good I lord like there's so many steps if you go in there i get confused i'm thinking how are they in, how are they absorbing any of this this is a lot of steps well mm-hmm. it's good that ani you've got ani and cape in there now uh, miss maddie they're, i need they're a- getting they're getting used to the lingo and just well, the, it's true. being exposed to it it's probably all good can't you just team ani up with uh, hazel Ooh. Quit letting, this is a personal favor. Quit <laughs> hey. letting Ani team up with Charlotte. I know. I know. Oh my they God. just have so much fun together. They and their do. poor little faces, whenever they look at me, if I say something like that, I'm like, Ugh, do whatever you want. <laughs> they are little besties. They homeschooled together. They love each other, but yikes. <laughs> well, maybe one more question before we move into the next section. Oh, gosh. What question is that? Oh, I want to talk to her about, um, are you still studying at UNCW right now? I graduated actually Ooh, last girl. year. Last year. Mm-hmm. You need to update that bio. Okay? I know. I know. So studying exercise science and psychology. This to me sounds like my cup of tea. What a perfect right. marriage of philosophies right there. Right? That's, that's Yeah, that's what I'm into. And it's got a parallel perfect into what you do because of the mental aspect. Absolutely. Well, okay. I wouldn't necessarily going back and in a different life I wish I would have focused more on the psychology it's just I knew I wanted to do something sports based like athlete based Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I wish I would have gone the psychology direction more than I did the exercise science direction I only have a minor in psychology Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I don't think that's even enough to say that I can speak on it really you know like Mm -hmm. there are a Mm -hmm. lot of things I learned from it but 
I definitely would have loved to go back because that's what I nerd out on. Like, yeah, me too. I love because that I mean, that's like a lot of what it is. Like if you're not mentally there, like your physical is not going to come with it. Like mm-hmm. especially high performance athletes like it's you're not going to succeed. Like, I don't care how physically fit you are, what kind of shape you're in, you're not going to succeed long term. Mm -hmm. So I wish I would have definitely focused on the psych part of that a little more. What what do you see like as a future goal um, with your, I guess, career, including the jujitsu? Like, is there a prize or a, not a prize, but a goal that you have that you want to? She wants to get a coral belt. So, I mean, so it's funny you said that. That is so like, people even ask me like, how does it feel to get your black belt? And it's almost like, I don't know, like that's so minuscule to everything else that I feel like I'm doing right now that, I mean, it feels good. It definitely feels like an achievement, but I'm working on things right now, like the human trafficking stuff. Like Mm -hmm. that's just so much bigger than getting a black belt to me. So um, I think that's where a lot of my goals are. Like, I'm starting in Wilmington and then I'm spreading out through North Carolina with my human trafficking classes. And then I'm doing East Coast and I'm going across the country. Yeah, girl. Yeah, I get it. I, wow. I, love, I heard you say, um, I overheard you say at the gym when you got your black belt, everyone's like, Miss Maddie got a black belt, you know. And you said, yep, uh, actually the hard work just is just beginning. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow. that's a freaking awesome attitude to have because... You're exactly right. When you hit this spot, you can never play down here again. Mm-mm. It's all an upward <laughs> climb from there. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and I think Maddie might suffer from imposter syndrome. Oh, you were not the first person who has <laughs> told me that. Definitely not. Yeah. Well, it's kind of clear. Well, we can all talk about that. I, I definitely had some of that feeling while I was in the film festival this last week. And I was like, Oh man, they were sponsored by Carved Designs. Oh, Patagonia sponsored that film, and I'm like, I just pulled this right out of my pocket. <laughs> this is this is nobody. <laughs> yeah, or sometimes you just rather people not mention what you're doing because you just don't uh, don't even feel qualified to talk about what you've yes. accomplished. That's it's weird. One That's thing weird. I've had to learn, especially like starting doing business with these gifts that I have is like you have to talk about yourself mm-hmm. and you have to be able to sell yourself and I can't stand that like I, I just Ugh. don't like talking about myself makes me cringe but there's a certain point where you have to sell yourself like well, yeah. I've done or they need your credentials like yeah. oh I've done this and I've been here and all of these things but talking about it it's just like that was yesterday well and I think like, uh, you got to talk what, about it a little bit. What I've heard from other people talking about imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. what to uh, selling yourself or whether it's marketing or, or whatever is, is focusing on the service that you're providing and how important that service is and realizing you talking about what you've done to make, to bring this service is what's going to get that service out there. So that means, you know, you're, you know, combating something you know and so being able to bring that in that light I think maybe makes it a little easier right something like um this is what I've achieved the reason I'm telling you that is because I want you to know that I have a real passion Mm -hmm. for what we're about to talk about but you know what I like to do too 
What? I like to pull a Maverick. You guys saw you saw Top Gun Maverick. You guys see this yet? Yeah. Did you see the movie? No. <laughs> the second Top Gun? Mm-mm. Well, so, you know, Wait, they were Have you seen the first Top Gun? Yes, oh, okay. I've seen the okay. first one. Yes. Wait, how old are you, Maddie? I'm 22. Okay, so oh valid question. God. Valid freaking question. But anyway, so there's this point where Maverick has to, uh, well, he doesn't have to, but you know how he is. He's a Maverick, so he steals the plane so yeah. he can prove to the students that it this can mission can be accomplished. So sometimes you just have to lay it down in actions, too, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just show them so they have some confidence in you. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. What else, girls? Anything else? Is there anything else before we move into the Devo section that uh, you want to say about um, jujitsu? Oh, she didn't teach us how to rip the testicles (gasps) off of somebody. That'll be for later. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But just know, everybody, that she can. Yeah. That's all that they need to know. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'll do a video of showing showing you how to do it. Yeah, we should. She could be doing it on me. Yeah. 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 Ashley doesn't have testicles anymore, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Right, which is a shame. Um, Well, I was listening to a podcast uh, when I was running yesterday. I started running like in January because I cannot dive the way that I used to. I mean, physically I can, but there's no depth here, and I'm, I'm too busy teaching. So I thought I need to do something else that, I mean, I Wires. guess I could have done jujitsu, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just need to do something else that's easy for me to throw my shoes on, to go do, and not have to ha- do the whole hoopla. So I started running. So I'm training for a, 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 a you know a bigger run, and um, I'm listening to this podcast about running, and there's this girl on there that's awesome. She was just, she ran, started running two years ago. Anyway, halfway through the podcast, she tells uh, everyone that she's a Christian. Mm-hmm. And she mentions her scripture, the one that when it gets really hard that she focuses on. Mm-hmm. And then I was blown away because her scripture was Romans 5, 3 through 5. Shall I read it? Yeah. No, you don't have that memorized? Something about perseverance leads to character and how did you know that? Well, I mean, I know that part. <laughs> <laughs> Good girl, Laurel. It says, um, I'm not going to read what happens before, but not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, pers- perseverance, character and character hope. And hope doesn't put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And I love that because... There's something um, about me that kind of enjoys the suffering. I mean, you too. You've got to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just because something's weird in you. <laughs> but Well, y'all are putting yourselves in a place that produces suffering. And you know it going in. Like, I'm going into, whether it's a free diving or a fight, but I mean, even for, you know, losing a loved one or the unexpected suffering. Yeah. This particular verse brings hope. It it in, inherently kind of reminds you that even this is temporary. Like the suffering is temporary. Even if it's the last thing you do, <laughs> it's still temporary mm-hmm. because of what we believe. I didn't think of it from that perspective. I only thought of it from the athletic perspective because that's you know, yeah. what I just heard. <laughs> but you're right. The suffering helps to instill perseverance. 
builds the character and in turn, you know, reinforces the hope that you already have. Mm-hmm. That's a good verse. I like that. That's going to be my new mantra. What do you think? I thought of it a lot from your perspective also. Like, I mean, I wake up and my, I wake up early before anyone else does. And the first part of my day is I'm working out and that's for me. And it's more of, okay, God gave me these working legs. God gave me these working arms. God woke me up this morning. What am I going to do with it? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Lord, thank you for these legs. Let me show you what they can do. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it that's is a beautiful awesome. little communing time. Yeah. So that's kind of how I think about it too. Like, and that's what I think about like in anything when I'm exercising, when I'm working out from the athletic standpoint, like I'm suffering out right now, but I am showing God what I can do with what he gave me. And that feels awesome. Like that's cool. That maybe is cool. just a little bit I made my creator proud of. Yeah. So and and also remind it's a great he, reminder. He got me through before when it was hard. He'll get me through this time when it's hard. So it's always constantly reminding you of his his promises to just be there. And absolutely, he, he is proud. He's yeah, proud of you. Yeah, of each of us, but but especially Maddie. Especially oh. Maddie. Yeah, especially Maddie. <laughs> oh goodness, his favorite. <laughs> Oh man. Well, this was awesome. I'm so I'm so grateful that Ashley got to introduce us and that you were able to come on the podcast. I was inspired. I feel like um our listeners will be inspired and we'll definitely put in some resources, but as soon as if, yep. if you have courses available, um a website, all those things that they can link with you and 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 learn about, um, whether it's jujitsu or safety or uh, trafficking, uh, unseen. We'll put that in there and um, all your things. We'll put so all your things. I will actually want to speak on that really quick. Um, yeah. Due to the privacy of those who donated to us, mm-hmm. there's no website on the specific project that we are doing. Because we are doing the investigative side also. We're trying to keep that more private. Mm -hmm. Um, With that being said, for the courses, the only way right now that we have to set up with them is through my email. Okay. And through my phone number. So, um, and I know it's. Give your number out there. Do you have a fake number? Like a. We can do, we can do email. (laughs) We can do email. Um, I'm. I'm saying that because I do want to reach as many people as we can. And if you go and look it up, it's not going to be anywhere. Okay. Well, so. I'll just I'll just write it in there as unseen operation, you know, lightning strike. And uh, when they click on that, it'll Take pull up your, your email. email. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Or I'll put your email in there. So we'll do that. But I'll collect some more resources from her also. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm I glad I got to get to know Miss Maddie because we don't ever talk, you know. Mm-hmm. You're doing your thing and I'm doing my thing. So um, it, I was, I guess, uh, unexpectedly surprised. Is that? Wait. No, wait. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well... <laughs> That's what she says to every guest. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm always, especially <laughs> if it was a surfer. Oh, uh, unexpectedly, I didn't know liked you. that I was gonna <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is uh, refreshing, you know. It's Unless refreshing. it's a free diver, then she's like, oh. "It's because I already know them." Yeah. <laughs> well, there thank you, know. you okay. so much for coming out today yeah. and coming to see us in person. And thanks, Ashley, for introducing me to Maddie. 
Thank y'all for having You're me. You're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. Okay, hey, listeners. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Um, what else? Oh, sign up for our newsletter so you'll hear about any upcoming movie nights. Uh, maybe a intro training to jujitsu. Ooh, that'd be so sweet. Or a breath hold class. So keep uh, sign up Nobody for the newsletter. Nobody came to the breath hold can... class. Huh? No one came. We did the breath hold seminar. Only six people came. I think that, and we did Talita's Krav Maga. A lot of class. people came to the Krav Maga. Yeah, but I think it was the time of year that, or whenever we did that, I think we could uh, do another breath hold. Everyone would come to the. Hell yeah. Yeah, rip the testicles. Bring all the people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rip the testicles. Yeah. (laughs) Let's end on that note. Okay. (laughs) Rip it up. Rip it up. Bye-bye. Bye.